Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Dr. Psych Mom Show. Today, I am taking a question from a listener. Actually, a couple of people asked this in my Facebook group, so you should join my Facebook group if you're interested in getting in on the ground floor of telling me what to record. And it's about whether you pass on your attachment style, so whether a parent's attachment style is going to be the same as their child's. So we're going to dive into that, but before we do, please do subscribe because then you get access to all of my episodes. The most recent one is Why Your Wife Says She's Overwhelmed and like a lot of other ones (laughs) so make sure to subscribe to support me if I am helping you out and if you're enjoying these podcasts so anyhow attachment style you're gonna have to go back and refer to the original attachment style podcast which I link you to in the description that's a subscriber one um so you see there are many useful ones um and Within attachment, there's secure and insecure, two types of insecure, etc. So you'll go back to refresh on that. But do parents pass on their attachment style to their kids? Well, yeah, frequently they do. You know, I mean, if they don't work on their own issues in therapy or, you know, through whatever deep self-reflective work they, they want to do, then, yeah, they really are at risk of passing on their attachment style. Because think about it. If you're avoidant, you're parented in a cold, kind of detached way, and then how do you know how to parent your kid? The same way, you know? I mean, it's pretty easy to see. Like, if you did not get the sort of um, affectionate, comforting love that you needed as a child, where would you get it from? Like, how would you know how to do that? Now, if you can somehow change yourself to do that, then also remember that it's much more likely that you're going to do that with your kids than that you're going to do it with your spouse. So your attachment style, um, unless, again, unless you engage in real deep self-reflective work, it's, it's unlikely that your attachment style will change. Of course, they can change with work. I mean, that's the positive. So, um, that's a lot of what therapy is, is really trying to help you change to be more securely attached, which is confidence, self-esteem, um, understanding how to have healthy relationships. All of that goes along with secure attachment versus insecure of either type. But if you do not engage in this work, the odds are that you will either or, you know, pass on the attachment style or they could be or or they they could be securely attached to you your child but observe a marriage in which parents did not work on their attachment styles and therefore are engaging in dysfunctional ways which is not going to help them either so um Uh, Also, sometimes you do not pass on your exact attachment style, whether avoidant or preoccupied, but you pass on insecure. It's very hard for somebody who was raised with insecure attachment, who did not have a functional secure relationship within their family of origin with their primary caregiver, 
uh, to become a parent that is a secure base and both gives the child the, the secure bond that they need and also encourages them to explore the world in a healthy, independent way. And if you did not have this balance struck in your own family of origin, you do not have a template from which you can uh, automatically just parent in, in this way that, you know, people who grew up in very functional homes, they can. They have an automatic default. They could just kind of do what their parents did and everything's cool. Whereas most of the individuals listening to this podcast, most of the individuals in therapy, um, we did not have functional upbringing. So you never exactly know if you're doing the right thing or not. You know, you don't have that automatic default. If you think, oh, that's what my mom used to do. You think, oh, fuck, <laughs> got to do something different. I don't know what it is, but it ain't that. So it's very, very different from how people are raised with secure um, attachment styles. Sometimes when we cross the type of insecure attachment, um, let's say an avoidant parent, let's say you're, you're an avoidant parent, so overall you're uncomfortable with intimacy, but sometimes you try, you know, you try for the sake of your kid, you try to sit down and engage, hug, whatever, but overall it is kind of, if you would admit to yourself, whether you tell yourself it's because of your child's personality or your personality or stress or whatever, it's hard for you to bond to your child. So in that case, the child is getting just a taste of what it is to have your attention periodically so they may end up with the other type of insecure attachment preoccupied attachment where they're consistently hypervigilant for you going away well whether emotionally or physically and they are um it's like a slot machine with um every so often they get your attention so they may have the other kind of insecure attachment but it still ain't good right it's still not right it's still not secure so this is not um a death sentence this is not to say okay so you were raised in to have insecure attachments, so shit's all over for you and your kid, just give it up. Certainly not. But it's motivation to work on yourself. You know, work on yourself, understand your attachment style, understand how you may not want to think that you're passing it on to your kid, but likely you are if there's not enough work done. And, and also, you know, your marriage may be showcasing your insecure attachment style, even if somehow you're knocking it out of the park as a parent. And that too is going to influence how your child relates to others. They're personal attachment style maybe they are securely attached to you but I'll tell you it's very hard to feel secure attachment within a dysfunctional family unit so let's say mom and dad are fighting all the time it's real hard for a kid to have a securely attached relationship with mom it really is because mom's always upset so how then does the child really feel uh, secure, stable, like um, focused on in a developmentally appropriate way themselves? Now I'm the first to say your kid shouldn't be a selfish asshole, but there's a difference between your kid thinking they should buy everything off of Amazon and your kid thinking, is this going to be a night where mom and dad uh, disappear into their room for hours of yelling? You know, and if it's the latter, it's really, really hard for that kid to maintain secure attachment with mom or dad, no matter how mom or dad acts individually with this child. Because against this backdrop of dysfunction where parents' attention is taken away by the toxicity in the marriage, the child does not get to form a secure bond. Now, this doesn't mean 
again, like nothing is uh, a, a, a death knell here. Nothing is, nothing cannot be changed. Things can be changed all the time. Kids are very malleable. So hopefully at least one listener here will be like, man, do I put a lot of work into parenting or what? I read every damn book. I've read even the attached book she told me to read by Amir Levine on attachment. But you know what I never really thought about here is... I have a great relationship with my kid when my spouse isn't around. And but when my spouse is around, there's this pall that falls over everything because I don't really feel like addressing the fact that we are not in a happy place. And I wonder how this is impacting my child. And I wonder then if instead of reading 25 parenting books and just um you know, sticking in my in my wheelhouse at my comfort zone, I wonder if perhaps I should focus then on the marriage as well as the backdrop for this secure attachment that I want to develop between me and my child as well as my partner and my child. And I want my children to feel good in their house overall. So keep in mind, yes, it's it's likely that you will replicate your attachment style with your kid without work. However, I see a lot of people put in a lot of work. And this is why I do podcasts and posts like, do you treat your child better than you treat your partner? Because many people will bust their ass listening to um, podcast after podcast and reading book after book on parenting, but they will forget the greater backdrop of stress in the home that accompanies a dysfunctional marriage. And within that environment, it really doesn't matter how you parent except on the margins. And that's a, a sad realization, and but, but yet a very true one. So the amount of, um, of enrichment and love and security that you tried to give to your child, if there is fighting, um, tension, screaming, uh, bitching at each other, bickering, like all this stuff. Like I had a podcast, what level of marital conflict is, is, is acceptable for your child to see? Pretty much none, you know? I mean, pretty much none. And as I said in that podcast, people are always like, well, shouldn't they see you resolve conflict? Yeah, sure, they should see you resolve conflict. I want Chinese, you want Italian, how are we going to compromise? Or even, you, you forgot my birthday today, that made me feel sad. Oh, I'm sorry, honey, I'm going to go to the store and get you flowers. Oh, okay. That's conflict that a child can see. When when anybody's asking about what level of marital conflict is okay, the majority of people are doing it because their kid has witnessed screaming, yelling, insanity. So for everybody who is a child in such a home, myself included, that is that that's never good. <laughs> it's never okay. That's never functional. And you cannot really create secure attachments with either parent within a constant backdrop, against the backdrop rather, of uh, hysterical uh, fits, yelling, sobbing, and just constant tension in the child's stomach about who will explode next. So if this is your situation, then that would be more what to think about. Because I'll tell you, from what I see, the majority of people are trying really hard to securely bond to their kids, and we have more resources than ever before. Psychology is like on trend, man. Am I in the right career at the right time? Because everybody wants a therapist now. And the majority of what they're working on is themselves and and a keystone of who they are as their identity is their parenting. Many, many fewer people want to think deeply about how the child is observing their relationship with the other parent or with whomever. So, I mean, my listeners seem to be attuned to this, but in general, that's rare because you got many people that bring their kids into child therapists and 
the child and what do they forget to say to the child therapist why does your child have an anxiety disorder gee I don't know because the house is constantly full of stress so it's very hard to to have a secure calm child in a house where there is stress like, you know, real stress, stress that is, there's stress everywhere, but I'm talking about a level of constant conflict that is very bad. So what should you get out of this? You need to work on your own attachment self. You don't know what that is. If you don't understand how you and your partner have uh, an attachment dynamic, then refer back to that earlier podcast. Without work, you are likely to parent in the same ways that you were parented, thereby leading to a similar attachment outcome in your child. Uh, also, you could be very um, trying your utmost to be securely attached to your child, but the overall atmosphere in the home that derives in part from your unresolved attachment issues vis-a-vis your spouse and your primary intimate relationship may be creating an environment where you are making it impossible for all your wonderful parenting techniques to work because the child is picking up on uh, massive amounts of tension and conflict. Now, this leads me to another point, since we are not out of time, I will just add this in. It's probably deserving of its own podcast, but sometimes people say, but is it better for the children? Oh, children, children just want you to be happy. Man, children don't want you to be happy. (laughs) Let's just put that to the side. There's no research that indicates that children do better when parents are, you know, however percent more happy. What the research does indicate is if there is conflict in the home and the and the, the the child is around constant conflict that is bad so with this if the child is um, the, the child isn't wondering if you self-actualize today. They're not. So sometimes people ask me, and I should probably do a podcast on it, is it okay to divorce because um, do children want happy parents? Yeah, sort of. But really what children don't want is unhappy, yelling, crying parents. <laughs> like that. That's, that's what does bad for the children. And the rest of it really comes out in the watch because remember the temperament of your child. Plenty of children are fairly solipsistic. They're only looking inward. But uh, when shit in their house is so crazy that they can't even look inward, that's when it gets really bad. So uh, again, when people are like, what level of conflict is bad for children or what level would stop my child from really being securely attached? It's the level at which it is open hostility. Open hostility is very bad. Now, it is totally bad for you to be in a state of uh, tension that is masked sadness and you deserve to have a life too and you deserve to be happy, sure, for sure. But when people say what's bad for children, it's, uh, you know, unrelenting, volatile conflict, you know, that should um, that that should be the hallmark when, when you understand that something's pretty bad for the kid. So if you're intending and hoping to raise a securely attached child, as we all are, the way to do that would be against a backdrop of a calm and happy home overall, you are trying to provide uh, attention and love and firm uh, boundaries within a context of warmth. You know, and I've talked about this before, about the authoritative parenting style as the mean, the, the midpoint between authoritarian and permissive. I've d- talked about this in my parenting podcasts. But um, yes, that, that is the way to create a securely attached child, but that can only work within the context of a calm and loving home. 
no matter who's in it. I mean, you could be a single parent doing a calm, loving home too. You know, it doesn't need to be a two-parent home, but it, it cannot be a home in which all of your effort is focused on somehow creating out of whole cloth a, a secure, attached, loving relationship with your kid and you're neglecting um, the marital conflict because I see that too often because the same people that are worried about passing on their preoccupied or avoidant um, attachment style, guess what? Those attachment styles definitionally lead to unhappy relationships. So the piece to be aware of that perhaps now you are focusing on more is yeah, there's me and my kid, but what is our overall environment in which we are embedded? Is that something that's going to be conducive to the development of a secure attachment bond because the child can relax and engage in developmentally appropriate life tasks? Or is the level of stress precluding that development of that secure attachment relationship with either parent, really? All right, so I hope this was interesting and lent a different color to your understanding of attachment. Again, this will be much better understood within the larger framework of the original attachment podcast, as well as I have attachment, uh, a podcast about avoidant wives. I have either a poster podcast, uh, something coming out about when men struggle with preoccupied attachment. So, you know, it's like attachment central here. It's all about attachment, all attachment all the time. No, not really, but a lot of attachment a lot of the time. (laughs) And I'll talk to everybody soon. Please do subscribe.